Welcome to Coffee with the Snows, where we talk about everything from the Bible to current events, but always flavored with high-octane caffeine and biblical thoughts. I'm your host, Art Snow, along with my co-host and beautiful wife, Sharon Snow. We begin every broadcast with me describing one of my coffee mugs in my collection, because every mug has a story. This one has a very interesting story. This is a Starbucks mug from Kentucky. It's multicolored, obviously has horses on it because Kentucky is well known for horses and has a number of other things. But let me tell you the story. So a couple of years ago on a motorcycle trip, I was uh, stopped near Chicago one night, woke up in the middle of the night feeling really, really sick, perspiring profusely, couldn't breathe, couldn't, could, could hardly ever bend over or lay down. I couldn't breathe. That was like Friday. So I rode my motorcycle Friday, all day Saturday, feeling this the same. Then Sunday, I finally realized I better go to the hospital. Yep, that's right. Had a heart attack. <laughs> Had a heart attack on Friday. Rode the motorcycle till Sunday. Finally in Kentucky, I stopped at a hospital and they said, Mr. Snow, you are having a heart attack. Well, the rest is history, but here I am. Ticker's working just fine. That's my story of my Kentucky mug. Now, I want to tell you that my life has changed. God did incredible work in my spiritual heart because of the heart attack. Every time I drink coffee from this mug, not only is it beautiful and the coffee is delicious, but the reminder of the lessons I learned are worth a lifetime. Well, Mr. Snow, what should we talk about today? Well, I think we should talk about burnout. Oh my gosh, I feel tired just hearing that word. Me too. I'm <laughs> yawning right now. So we have walked in ministry for about uh, 40 years. And over those 40 years, we've seen people along the way drop out of ministry. Right? They've dropped out of ministry because of sin issues. They've dropped out of ministry because they just they couldn't hack it, I guess. They dropped out of ministry because they just became so burdened mentally, emotionally, and every other way that they stepped back. They actually left ministry. That's hard to believe, I know, but let's talk today in this episode about the things that you and I have done that kept, has kept us fresh and kept us out of that burnout situation. Well, I think before, we, before you enter into a discussion about what to avoid, I think you have to maybe address how you get there. And I think one of the main reasons that you get into a burnout situation is you start to think it's your ministry, mm, it's about yeah. you, that you have responsibility, that you have to do this and you have to do that, and you you buy into the whole successful quote-unquote ministry um, model, whatever the current phrase of whatever successful is supposed to be looking like in this season. And I think once you buy into that and you start divorcing yourself from the fact that Jesus is your boss mm, yeah. and Jesus tells you what to do and Jesus is the responsible party for everything that happens and you are just his follower, you are just his vessel, then I think that's when you start getting burnout. I agree with that. I think that um, I, I, in an earlier episode, we talked about how we grew up, right? So I remember that when I first came to Christ, I brought nothing to the table. I brought absolutely nothing to the table except a broken human being, a 17-year-old broken human being. So what that does, that keeps me grounded because I, remember, I know where I came from. So Christ in me is the hope of glory, 
right? That's what the Bible says. Christ in me is the hope of glory. I'm not the hope of glory. I have really nothing to offer to anybody other than I allow God to use me and we allow God to use us as vehicles, as vessels, as conduits of his great love. So the moment I believe my own press release, the moment I believe it's me is the moment I begin to go the wrong direction. And that's what happens. Sometimes people forget. They don't forget where they came from, but they they get a little knowledge. They get a little experience. They have a little success. And then all of a sudden, they start to think that they are the makers of that. Mm, yeah. And I think that's why sometimes young ministries are so incredibly successful because the person leading them knows they have nothing. So they're totally and completely dependent upon God. And then we get a little intelligence, we, we study a little bit, we find some things, and then we forget that we still come with nothing to the mm. table unless God gives it to us. Every now and then you see somebody, they're, they're flash in the pan, as they say, right? They come on the scene quick. Before you know it, they're successful, their church is big, and then somewhere along the line, you realize there are cracks in that person, in their personality or their, their, their personal life, um, and then the whole thing falls apart because it's not, they don't have a solid foundation. Right, and then what's unfortunate is then sometimes the body of Christ platforms those people. Uh, yes. And the pressure of the platforming and the pressure then to perform and to continue to please men or to support your own press releases or, you know, whatever, then that is what creates the pressure cooker that sometimes causes a crack that was already sealed up to reopen or a sin issue that was already dealt with to reappear mm, yeah. because now you're tired. Now you're exhausted. Now you're compromising. And it's, it's all because you forgot that you were nothing and that Jesus is everything. Mm, yeah, that's good. All right. So let's talk about 40 years of ministry here and why we've never burned out. What are the, some of the things that we've done? Well, I think done? I burn out a little bit. Maybe you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not. I don't think so. So what, what have we done to stay fresh, to stay current? Uh, what have we done not to go the way of those that have burned out and walked away from ministry for one reason or the other? Well, I think that first and foremost, we've kept our marriage fresh. We've, um, I don't always like the fact that you're my biggest critic, as well as the man I sleep with. <laughs> but um, I, th I think we've, we're very critical of each other and we hold each other to a pretty, pretty harsh standard. Mm -hmm. And so I think that has helped us. Uh, when, when I was working too hard, you were the one who said, nope, done, pack it up, you're going home. Or when you've been working too hard, I've said, nope, sorry, your kids need you. You're not, you're not going on that trip or you're not making that You'll make that phone call in the morning. It's not urgent. And so I think holding each other accountable has been one of the things that's helped us. That's good. I remember a time where you were working in the church and in the school both, holding down two jobs and working way too many hours. I can remember going into your office occasionally and saying, let's go to lunch. And you would try to protest. And I would say, nope, nope. You're going to lunch with me right now. You're getting out of this building. What that did... 45 minutes outside the building give you a fresh perspective. So sometimes you need to do things in your life get, that give you fresh perspective. Right. You can get really locked and loaded. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just, you're locked in. 
You're, you're loaded with a whole list of things that you think you have to accomplish. Um, and maybe they really are your responsibility. Maybe they're not, you know, but in your mind, you're responsible and you need somebody in your life who can jerk you out of that and make you think about something else. That's good. Let's talk about staying fresh with God, because I think that's a real key to this whole thing. People burn out when they become so oriented toward work and trying to get results and try to build something that you forget who you're serving. You forget that wonderful um, intimacy that you're called to have with God. And if you have intimacy with God, then everything else will flow easy. But if you're working so hard that you're actually neglecting your spirit man, then what happens is you become involved and you can become successful for short term, but long term, you're not going to make it because you've left your first love. And just as a side note to that, what, what success are we talking about? Success on earth? You know, temporal success? That, that's not really success. Because when we stand before God on that final day, I don't think he really cares how many people were in our church. I, I think he cares whether we did what he asked us to do. Um, I, I think he cares about whether we were faithful to do the things he'd ordained for us to do. And I don't think he really cares about whether we did a bunch of stuff that he didn't ask us to. And now just in all honesty on our podcast, I forgot the question you asked me to answer <laughs> before. So you want to just feed, oh, me, that's good. feed me that question Thank again. Thank you for you your honey? honesty there. Thank you, uh, yes. What do we do to keep ourselves fresh uh, with God? Well, I don't think you can ever go a day without reading the Word. Yep, that's I, right. I, I, I must confess that I have, and I've regretted every day I've, I've not spent time in the Word. The other thing that I learned years and years and years ago, maybe 25 years ago, uh, from a man at an old Eastern District Conference, I think he was a supervisor on the West Coast. His name was Tom. I can't remember, remember his last name. Ferguson. Tom Ferguson. He challenged us to pray in the Spirit 15 mm. minutes a day. And uh, I, that, that was a challenge that I have never forgotten. And I can't say that I do it every day. But I can say that I make valid attempts at regularly praying in the Spirit for chunks of time. Uh, I remember uh, being on my way to a speaking engagement and praying in the Spirit for the hour that it took me to get to that speaking engagement. And I'm not sure, well, I know why I, know why I was praying in the Spirit. But, um, you know, when I got to, the, to the, the venue where I was speaking and I spoke... People who'd known me for a long time came up to me and said, I've never heard you more powerful mm, yeah. than you were today. And I thought to myself, that has nothing to do with me. That has everything to do with the fresh water of the Holy Spirit flowing with me. And so that keeps us fresh when we engage God. And then he can talk to us and say, hey, you need to slow down. Hey, you need to stop. And we're more willing to listen. Another reason why people burn out, I think, is because they don't rest well. I think they run, they run, they run, they run until the, the spring bursts loose because the people don't rest well and they don't give themselves time to uh, sit quietly, do nothing, maybe have a hobby. So um, you and I both have a hobby. Let's talk about our hobby. Okay, mine comes on two wheels. It's a motorcycle. So sometimes if I feel stressed, 25 minutes on a motorcycle 
just kind of riding a, a back road somewhere de-stresses me. So what de-stresses you? Well, I have a number of things that de-stress me. I can uh, sit down at my sewing machine and make something. It doesn't matter what it is. Maybe a dress for my niece or a skirt for a little girl or just whatever. I can create something. I can have 45 minutes in the pottery room to, to spin a pot or to maybe continue the, the ceramic process on a pot I've already spun, getting it ready for the kiln or finishing it off. And then I can think and I can relax and I can let my mind slip away from the day-to-day grind. And I, I always focus on the Lord whenever I'm sewing or throwing a pot. I, my, my, that, those are my conversational times. I don't really consider it praying, but those are my conversational times with the Lord. Like, what are we doing? Um, you know, what do you want from me that I'm not giving you? Or what am I giving you that you don't want? You know? <laughs> So some of the other things I think that keep us fresh is reading. So if you haven't read a book for five years, you are thinking five-year-old stuff. So I believe that you stay fresh by reading fresh books. I'm a strong believer. I believe that if you don't read, you can't lead. Um, I said that to somebody recently, an under 25 year old, and they said, well, what if you don't read? What if you listen to podcasts? I thought, okay, I have to change the saying. If you're not learning, it's hard to lead. If you're not learning fresh information, you need to have fresh things flowing into your, into your heart and brain all the time. So sometimes uh, trade magazines do that, you know, charisma or whatever trade magazine you might read. And they're exposing you to what's happening in the Christian world, all across the world, not just in your town. So, but reading, I think, is important. Listening to podcasts would be important to stay fresh and not burn out. Burnout happens when you become overwhelmed. Overwhelmed with circumstances, overwhelmed with workload, overwhelmed and maybe underexposed to the things of the Spirit. I wanted to say two things. I, I don't think you have to only read Christian Oh, it's correct. Yes. It, it doesn't have to be all Christian books or all Christian material. I know I've read, um, uh, I've, I've read some books um, that have been incredibly impactful in my life that have not necessarily been a quote-unquote Christian book or about a Christian theme, but it has challenged me, you know, in the area of integrity or in the challenged me in the area of injustice or challenged me in an area where I know there's a biblical foundation for it. And then it forces me into the word to seek the Christian view of that. And then that also helps me not get overwhelmed because I don't go down political trails. I don't go down, you know, other world world trails without bringing them back to what does the Bible say my response should be to this. So I think that also keeps you fresh and it helps you save emotional energy, which I think the expenditure of emotional energy is, is what gets us into trouble more than physical work. Uh, it's that emotional, um, you know, work and, and that expenditure of emotional energy. In his books entitled Subversive Spirituality, Eugene Peterson has an entire chapter on reading novels and poetry. And he says that uh, it's important for pastors to read novels, to, 
non-academic approach to life. Just read something for fun. And then he says poetry is important because it slows you down because you can't read a poem fast. Right? So if, if you read a lot of theology books or doctrinal books, you're trying to read through them quick and get through them and get the information. Uh, poetry slows you down, lets you read the words slowly and carefully, and it soothes your soul. And I think that's probably what causes burnout is people's soul is not soothed. They're running, 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 never thinking about slowing it down. Because really, it's like the tortoise and the hare, right? If you live your life spiritually like the tortoise and the hare, the hare is quick, zip, zip, zip. Before you know it, the tortoise has passed him up because he's done it slowly and correctly. Absolutely. And I think even if you look at the, at the word, the whole emphasis on Sabbath and working hard for six days mm-hmm. and right. then resting for one, I think America, we have the quote-unquote weekend theology. You know, we take more days off, but we rest less because we use our our days off for pursuits. We don't just rest. Uh, I actually was listening to a a young man who preaches. I'm not I'm not sure where his church is, but he was he was talking about how God can't really begin to work until we take our hands off things because God shares his glory with no one. Mm, and I, I think about how how much effort we put into things that if we would just rest and let the Lord direct us, I mean really, really direct us in every small area of our life, not take a, I got this attitude, but really let the Lord show us what to do. I, I don't think burnout would be the, the problem. I don't think it would be a problem that we face. And I think we would actually work harder and, and from a broad perspective, probably take less time off, but we would be far more rested and far more relaxed because we would be doing it God's way and not our way. Yeah. I think probably the last thing that I would say about, about not burning out is the importance of walking in the Spirit. Because if you walk in the Spirit, you're walking at the Spirit's pace, not your pace. And the Spirit has the perfect pace because He's God. And if you learn to walk in step with Him and not go ahead of the Holy Spirit or lag behind the Holy Spirit, then you're perfectly positioned to walk uh, biblically, perfectly positioned to hear rest when you need to rest, and turn it up to fourth gear when you need to turn it to fourth gear. So essentially, we need to walk in step with Jesus. When we do that, we're never going to burn out. I think that's really good advice because the Holy Spirit also knows what God has ordained for us to do. And uh, he knows the difference between a good thing and a God thing. And I, I can think of so many instances in my own life where I've done really good things, but they were not God things. Mm, and I yeah. think uh, how tired I was and exhausted I was. And, and there was a momentary satisfaction of accomplishment. But from the heaven side, from the behind of my tapestry, it wasn't, it wasn't a beautiful sight. It was, it was woven in darker shades because it was just human effort and a good thing rather than a God thing. There you go. Well, it appears the coffee cup is empty, so that's my cue to close this broadcast for today. Until we meet again, keep your coffee strong and your walk with God stronger.